All right, welcome to Hobby Time with Dirk Nasty. I am Keith. I go by Dirk Nasty on Twitter, so that's at Dirk Nasty. You can also find me on Instagram at Dirk Nasty underscore pod. And that will be important today because in a little bit, I'll talk about a PSA sub that I've been kind of prepping. Half of it's mostly just for learning purposes. Uh, I've also got a couple of things in there that, that are for my PC that I want to keep. Um, but I'm going to be talking a little bit about uh, what I saw on each card and how I reviewed it and everything because I want to go back and see like how how close I, I was on my on my guesses and and just see what I learned about subbing. I've mentioned several times that I don't have as much experience as most people, uh, as a lot of people do in the hobby, um, specifically with PSA and even just card grading in general. Um, so I do talk, I talk kind of in detail about the way I was reviewing the cards and what I saw, what I thought I saw. And uh, if you want to see those cards, you can find them on the Instagram at DirkNashty underscore pod. So uh, other than that, I'll also be talking about a, a research fail that I had. Um, and yeah, I hope you I hope you enjoy it. And I would love to hear your feedback on <laughs> on the way I'm evaluating cards for BSA. I talk about some minor surf surface issues and stuff. And I, like I said, I just don't have that experience. So if, uh, if I'm, if I miss something or I'm way overestimating or overstating, like how, how well, um, these might grade, like, please let me know. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to send stuff that's, uh, you know, definitely going to get a six or whatever, because there's a minor dimple, but they always count off, you know, three grades for dimples or something like that. Like, I don't, I don't know all of that. So if you do, please reach out, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And other than that, hope you enjoy the pod. Thank you very much. All right, so about six weeks or so ago, Gary from Hoops and Cards, I was chatting with him one day. And uh, and, and by the way, I've said this before, but Gary was essentially like the final push for me to kind of start this podcast in the first place. Not Not directly, but just from the ad reads, basically, that he has talking about Anchor and everything I... I wanted to, uh, it's essentially what, what it, what it took for me to, to get this going. So I I've said it before, but, but I'm very appreciative of Gary and he's also been very generous with the time, with his time and everything. Um, uh, but he, so he reached out and asked if I thought it was possible to estimate the number of Darius Garland's court Kings rookies level two, I think it was level two, maybe level three using a similar method that I used to estimate pop counts for unnumbered parallels in an earlier episode as well as I think it was episode 10, as well as the or, or potentially the method that I use for estimating the number of impeccable T-Mall uh, reds. Those are the, the, the red version of impeccables that are also unnumbered. And I, that, I did that, I think it was episode 15, maybe. So I, I did a little snooping and, and found that each box, each hobby box contained two autographs or memorabilia. And with all autographs uh, and memorabilia being numbered in the Court King set, we should be able to estimate the number of boxes there were and thus the number of uh, packs and cases. Well, each, each box is one pack, but we should be able to estimate the number of cases and the number of boxes. And I was thinking if I watched enough case breaks, I should get at least a representative sample of the number of level two, level three, level fours. Now, I was certainly like by no means going to get a statistically significant sample, but just something that that at least kind of points me in the right direction, something that was directional. I knew or thought I knew, and I'll, I'll touch on this more later, that that year Court Kings was hobby only. 
And so it should work out pretty well. And so my methodology was this. Step one, get all the auto and memorabilia insert sets and those checklists. There's six auto sets, three insert sets. Understand the size of each set. So some of them only have 10 cards, you know, 10, 10 different players in that set. Some of them were up to, I think it was 45 was the max. Get the print runs for all base, which are numbered, and all parallels. So for example, Brushstrokes has 30 cards in the set. There's a, uh, up to, it's actually, it actually varies by player, um, but just in general, let's, let's say there's about 149, and I actually did all the, the exact math on, on my back end, but I'm not gonna go through all that. I'll talk in more big, big kind of round numbers. There's about 150 base on average, uh, again, numbered. Um, and when I say on average, what I mean is some players only have, let's say 99 uh, base cards, right? Not parallels, but are only numbered to 99. Some of them all the way up to 179, some to 149. Most, uh, you know, most autograph sets and most other uh, larger sets, like don't, don't really split it that way. But in, in this case for Court Kings, it was. So I actually went through every, every player, figured out exactly how many there were. But let's say on average, there's about 150 base, um, 99 rubies, 49 citrines, 25 jades, 25 sapphires, and one masterpiece piece of each. So every card in the set has um, about 345 copies. That's 145 one, or 150 plus 99 plus 49 plus 25 plus 25 plus one. So about 345, 350 copies or so um, times 300, I mean, sorry, times 30 cards in the set. So what, what you get is some, something close to about 10,000 total brush stroke cards for 2019, 2020 court kings. So I do that for every single auto set. I did it for every single memorabilia set. And what I got to was a total of, of something just a little bit over 75,000 autograph or memorabilia cards coming out of the Court King set in that year. Divide that by two, right? So there should be two of these cards per box. That's about 38,000 boxes. Divide that by 16 because there's 16 boxes per case. There's about 2,400 cases, okay? So the next step then was to watch a few case breaks, track how many rookie level twos, level three, level fours were pulled and some of the other inserts as well. Case breaks take about 15 minutes to watch. I watched five of them. So what I spent a little bit over an hour doing nothing but watching case breaks and kind of tracking the different inserts that came out um, and checking my priors and making sure that, you know, there were, and not that we needed to, but making sure that there were you know, uh, two auto or memor memorabilia cards per box. There mostly were, in some cases, there were three. I don't think I ever saw one where there was less than two. Um, but, you know, five cases times 16, that's 80, 80 boxes that I, I watched open. So that's 0.2%. So not 2%, but 0.2% of all cases that there should have been, uh, I watched open for this project. I had planned to watch probably somewhere around five more, but something interesting started to happen as I was going through this tracking. So at, the, at this point I paused and like the next step was to check some of the counts against my expectation. And this is, this is essentially where things went wrong. I, I had started to notice I hadn't seen a single Academy of Fine Arts insert. I hadn't seen a single acetate rookie insert. I hadn't seen a single blank slate, although I wasn't surprised with the blank slate. I believe those are pretty rare and are expected to be pretty rare. I hadn't seen a single cross-hatching handles. I hadn't seen a single 
dressed to impress or modern strokes. Now, I've watched over 80 boxes opened at this point and not a single one of any of those cards. And I know I knew for a fact that the acetate rookies, there, there can't be that few of them because the prices aren't super, super high. Um, or, or really that high in general. Like, I mean, compared to some of the other level, you know, the level twos and threes, they're, they're as far as I could recall, we're about the same price. So something, something had to have been off. And so I did some digging, you know, where, where do you find acetate rookies for court Kings, 2019, 20. And what I learned was there were international blasters released exclusively in Australia that year. And this international blaster had exclusive inserts like acetate rookies and jade parallels um jade parallels what I, I came to learn were were found exclusively in the international blasters so like i said this was a month ago or so and um i i kind of stopped there like i got a little bit frustrated i had spent i, I guess it wasn't too too much time but you know it does take time to like one was to kind of do the math and make sure i've got all the all my ducks in a row spent a bunch of time like watching youtube videos and tracking and and it probably actually took me more than an hour, maybe closer to a couple of hours to um, to track these, right? Because sometimes I had to pause and like make sure I was marking it in the right box and all that kind of stuff. And essentially, like I, I got a little bit discouraged and I and I just stopped. Like I think I could actually probably finish by watching several of the blaster breaks. But I have one open, I actually have one or two open questions that I, I kind of need to answer. And it would be really nice to have the answer to that before I watch a bunch of these breaks, because if I don't have the answer to it and I find out that the answer is like not the, the good answer, like it'll just end up being a giant waste of time more than it already was. And maybe more so than uh, even talking about it here today is. <laughs> but like essentially that, that question is, are the only autos and memorabilia found in these blasters the exclusive Jade Parallel? If that's the case, if, if, if there are no other autos or memorabilia is in there and it's just the jade parallels i can take that out of my initials looking at hobby boxes i can watch a bunch of box breaks and try to figure out like how often are these uh the blaster breaks and figure out how often are these autos or memorabilia cards coming out of these blasters and get an idea for how many blasters there are and it, this will be a little bit less precise but at least get an idea and then kind of continue on the on, on the course the other thing is I actually have no idea, like my whole guiding principle was, you know, these level twos and level threes and uh, rookies. And I have no idea if they're even in the blaster. I believe I saw like a a photo of the back of a, of a blaster as I was kind of doing it. And it looked as though they probably were, but I don't know how often there are. And I was also thinking too, and this isn't a thing that I need to know, but um, I, I just can't imagine, especially compared to like Donruss and, and prism and stuff like that. Like I can't imagine there's really that many blasters, at least comparatively for a, a set like this. Um, but I was, I was a little bit surprised. And if you look at now, I think, I think a single one of these blasters is going for something like 350 bucks or so. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, you know, I say in the intro to this podcast, like one of the reasons I started this in general was just to share some of the stuff that I learned. And in some cases, what I learned is what I think I know. Um, I don't actually know, right? And sometimes what I learned is only what I don't know. In this case, it's both. Like I thought, I thought I knew it was a hobby only um, set. I came to learn that what I uh, thought I knew was wrong, and I only learned what I don't know, which is 
how many of these other how many of these cards and these different inserts and especially the rookie level twos and threes which were the impetus for the analysis are in these blasters and how often and how many blasters there are like there's a lot of open questions i think it could probably be done maybe one day i'll come back to it so if you were able to follow all that kudos to you but I, since i did the work let me go ahead and at least share kind of what i came up to now and you can draw your own conclusions or or just throw all of this out which i have kind of done to this point i mean i did share my my shared all this back with gary i don't don't think it ended up being that useful really for either of us but um but yeah let me let me at least share um All right, so knowing what I've shared that I know and what I've shared that I don't know, out of the 80, 80 hobby boxes that I opened, that's five cases, 16 boxes per case, or not I opened, let me, excuse me. Out of the 80, 80, out of the 80 hobby boxes that I watched opened, I, there were 56 level twos, that's 0 0.7 per box, so about two, two boxes out of three, there was a, a level two. And remember, a box, in this case, for hobby boxes, a box is just one pack with 10 cards. Um, so there's about two out of every three boxes, 0 0.7 per box times 38,000 boxes, which was the calculus that I did earlier, to get something like 27,000 total level twos divided by 33 cards in that set. So 33 different rookies had a level two card to get an estimated print run of about 825 per card. And these rookie level two, level three, level fours are nice because there's no parallels, right? So there, there's just uh, there's just the level two, level three, and level four. They're kind of their own parallels, even though they have a different design and, and everything. But about 800 or so per card out of hobby boxes, okay? Now, again, if there are more in the international blasters, that number is going to go up. I don't know. I don't know to what extent. Uh, of the 80 boxes that I saw opened... There were 21 level threes, that's 0 0.25 per box multiplied by 38,000 boxes. It's about 10,000 total level threes divided by 33 cards in the set is about roughly, okay, roughly 300, uh, a print run of 300 per card. So, so far, what, you know, what I know is if you have a 2019, 2020 Zion, uh, you know, level three rookie, you should have about one in 300 plus however many are sitting out there in those international blasters. For level four, I uh, only saw three of these pulled in 80 boxes. So that's 0 0.04 per box, right? One in every, uh, actually less than one in every 20 boxes. And you know, so 0 0.04 is actually rounded up from, from something smaller. Multiplied by 38,000 boxes is about 1,500. Uh, level fours divided by 33 cards in the set is only 50 cards, uh, 50 cards per per player, right? So very limited print run on those, even though they're not serial numbered. None of this is a surprise. I, I don't think we see like level fours out in the wild all that often or anything like that. But um, I, so far I've got about, and I'm, I'll run that down again. So about 800, 800-ish level twos, 300-ish level threes, and 50-ish level fours. Now, something interesting is the, um, now something interesting about this is 
in each box or each pack, there are two or three base cards. So of the 10 cards in a, in a pack or in a box, um, there are two or three Court Kings base cards and one or two rookie level ones, okay? So immediately you're thinking, all right, so there's more base cards than rookie cards. You, you certainly get more base cards than rookies per pack. However, the print run for these, I mean, the, the set size for these, there's 67 total um, veteran base cards and 33 total rookie number lo, uh, level ones. So in other words, there's twice as many veterans in the checklist as there are rookies. Um, but there are uh, more than half as many rookie level ones in a box than there are um, than there are veteran base cards. What that what that means, at least in this aspect, is from hobby boxes there are actually more rookie level ones. Let's say we're cam reddish, okay? There are actually more cam reddish rookie level ones than there are uh, you know Zach Levine base cards, and that that, that would be a couple of thousand again. Uh, hobby box only now for sure in the blasters there will be a lot more um, a lot more of these and I, like I said I haven't watched the video so I don't know I, I think it's about one level one per pack um, but I don't know how many base cards you get in, in each pack so maybe that evens out or, or um, maybe that evens out or, or something to that effect but yeah um, Using that same methodology, I got about a thousand print runs for the unnumbered points in the paint, a thousand for the unnumbered apprentice artists, and both of those do have parallels, as well as about 600 first steps and 600 maestros. And, it, you know, again, all of this can change, like just based on the composition of those international blasters, which I, I don't know enough about. I've been able to find some cell sheets and stuff, but nothing that, that really kind of gave me any definitive answers. I'll actually, I think, Unless someone, someone, someone here has a way to get to that better than me, like I, I don't know. It, anyway, so that was a fail that I wanted to share because I, I don't know. I, I just feel it's important to share. You know, sometimes things go well, and I, you know, I do an analysis and I feel pretty good about it. Sometimes I spend some spend a, a decent bit of time, and it doesn't go so well. But uh, but yeah, this is a good and bad podcast. I'm I'm happy to share the things that I. That didn't go well for me, and so uh, hopefully that that was at least somewhat coherent and it made sense. But yeah, that was definitely an uh, a, a research fail on my part. All right, so a few episodes ago, I talked about that I I had my my first ever PSA order kind of ready to go to ship, and Nathaniel actually suggested that I make a make some notes on, on what I was expecting to get and uh, kind of share share what the results were. Now, that, that'll probably be a long time from now. I'll be using a bulk su uh, uh, group subber. Um, but I thought I'd go ahead and sh share my review. And then, uh, you know, months down the road, when the cards come back, see how good or, or bad I did uh, for being a, a first-timer. Because I like I've said many times, this is uh, a podcast where I try to just share what I what I learn as I am learning in the hobby, like I, I really enjoy it. I spend a lot of time on it, but I, by no means do I have the experience that many people do, probably even most of the people that listen to this. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to share. So I've got, I, I at the time I had 15 or so cards, I ended up whittling that down and doing a, another kind of review. And then um, I have a stack of 11 cards here that I went through um, 
in pretty pretty solid detail, I think, uh, to try to to try to figure out is this something I wanted to to actually send or not, and is if I end up losing on it, like how big how big is that loss, and is it something I can stomach? And um, you know, I don't mind losing a few bucks as long as I'm kind of learning, and I think making these notes is really going to help me with that. So I wanted to share that today. So the first the first card I have in my stack is nothing special. It's um but it, I think it's a cool card and it's one that I was um looking at grading. It's a 1994-95 Flair, Michael Jordan, number 326. This is uh, a cool card cuz he's in the number 45 jersey. Uh it's you know, it's only a couple bucks. It's nothing like I said, nothing fancy or expensive or anything like that and you know, if it nines uh you know the sale price is something like 30 to 40 bucks i mean a, a 10 of this card is something like 150 160 bucks nines are 30 to 40 and then eights are 24 and you can you know you can pick this card up for just a, a few dollars you know in uh in a cheap auction or or at a card show so it's nothing nothing super special essentially um what i did was i i actually made notes on centering i made notes on you know front top to bottom, front left to right, back top to bottom, back left to right. I'm not going to go through all of these for every card, but I'll I'll call out the stuff that I did see that was, you know, not perfect. Uh corners, you know, all four on the on the front and all four on the back. Also did uh had some notes, wrote, just wrote out some notes on surface stuff. And then I did try to take a look at edges as well, and I I know that there are many other things that um that graders look at to to try to 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 try to grade a card. But um, I don't know what those are because I don't have that uh, that experience and I'm not a grader myself. But these are the things that I looked at and took notes of. For for this Jordan, I thought the centering was very good. I do have a little centering tool. It's just a little, uh, like, it's kind of a card saver one sized plastic that's got this, like, centering uh, grid on it, right? And so I just overlay it on the card. While it's still in the penny sleeve, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm trying not to touch the cards as much as possible. So I take it out of my uh, top loader or card saver and in the penny sleeve, overlay it with this office light that I have uh, next to me and just do my best to keep it, to keep it centered and, and try to measure it. And then I'd take a step back and look at it again. And for, for this Jordan, actually I thought top to bottom on both front and back was 50, 50. So really, really good centering top to bottom and then very slight uh, right to left um on the front and then the opposite on the back so left to right on the back so uh and i, I called that 45 55 it's very very close but uh just just slightly off center so if like if i were grading this i think it'd be something like a 9.5 i have heard and again i don't know um but i i've also seen in some of the images i looked up even for the stack of cards that you know psa at least historically has been a little uh softer on centering than maybe some others uh, I would call that a nine and a half. Maybe maybe it'll end up you know being a ten for centering. And you know it's going to be tough to know too because I'm not going to get subgrades or anything like that because PSA doesn't do that. But um, for my own for my own purpose, I did try. Not, not always. I didn't do lots of uh, half grades, but I thought this was somewhere between a nine and a ten on centering. Corners were really good in most places. The only area where I saw like a major issue was the bottom left, just a little soft. Uh, no whiting or anything like that. But when I, when I looked at it, it just, it, it was just a little bit of a soft corner on the bottom left. But other than that, uh, the, the corners are very good too. The real air, the issue here is on the surface. So 
Um, in normal light, natural light, you really can't see much. But again, under my um, kind of bright LED office light, I was I did find a few um, minor vertical scratches on the front, um, two or three, like right towards the right towards the top of Michael Jordan's head, and uh, one slightly longer, but also you know equally equally minor horizontal scratch on the back. And I really don't know how this is going how this would affect the grading. I mean, obviously it will. I just don't know to what extent. Um, so I I said that this was probably going to be end up like as an eight for surface, possibly even a seven. It's really tough to see with the naked eye, but it's very clear to see uh, under under a you know a strong light. Uh, certainly, it's going to get picked up. Like I, I don't I'm under no illusions that I'll be sneaking any of this stuff past the graders or anything like that. So uh, I, I'm expecting let's say an eight on the surface and on the Front bottom edge, there's a little bit of wear, but no, no creases or anything like that. But just a little bit of, just a, just a little, a little bit of, uh, you know, just off, right? Like just a little bit of rubbing uh, on, on the front bottom edge. The rest of the edges I, I thought looked okay. So I, I called that a nine. So it's like a nine and a half centering, nine corners, eight surface, nine edges. Given my own inexperience, I'm, my, my official guess for this would be an eight. Uh, if it gets an eight, right, it's really... I don't know. I guess it's worth it. You know, you know, even if it's 24 bucks, if it's a $5 card and it costs 18 bucks to grade, like it's not that far off, you know, add in a, add in a couple dollars lost for shipping and things like that, then, you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna kill me if it's an, if it's an eight, if it's a nine, it's really not going to be much profit either. It's going to be essentially maybe even break even at nine and it's almost certainly not going to 10. So truthfully, I probably really shouldn't be sending this in because the best I can do is like maybe a dollar or two, but for my own purposes, it might be worth it just to, you know, just to see how it goes. The next one I've got is a um, 2000, and this is the only football card I have in my, in the stack, but a 2005 Topps Chrome Aaron Rodgers. This is one that I found in my collection when I got everything back out. So this is Aaron Rodgers Topps Chrome rookie card. Back centering uh, is perfect, like 50-50 all the way through. Uh, everything looks like, you know, dead on 50-50 on the back. On the front though, it's a little it's a little thin on the left side, a little fat on the right. I call that about 40-60. Um, now when I measured it, right, it, I, it measured actually a little bit better than it looks. I actually think the, the, it's not as far off as it looks. This is just one of those where the naked eye, like really you can, you can just totally tell. Now I did look a bunch of a bunch did look up a bunch of tens and almost all of them look exactly the same. Like I haven't seen any that are like perfectly centered uh, from this set, the 2005 Topps Chrome uh, football set. I mean, in, in my mind, this is a nine uh, on centering, possibly even an eight, just because of the uh, just because of like I said, it's very pretty clear on, to the naked eye. But from a measurement perspective, I think it measured within within the range of a nine. And again, most a lot of tins had centering that looked very similar to this. I, I'm I'm going to be extremely conservative where I can, or at least where I think I should. So I called this an eight on centering, maybe a nine. Corners perfect from as far as I can tell. Uh, didn't see any is issues with any of the corners, front or back. Surface um, was very strong on the front. It's a chrome card. There there are a few. I mean, nothing major, like no dimples, no scratches. Nothing that really, really stands out. Just a few, you know, I don't, I don't know what you'd call them. Like maybe discolorations or just nicks, right? Like minor, minor, minor nicks on the front. And it's, a, like I said, not only is it a chrome card, it's got a very flat background. 
there's not a lot going on. It's not like the prisms now where there's a lot of, you know, lines and dimples and stuff like that. It's just pretty flat and it makes, and it's silver. So it makes these little tiny, tiny dimples and stuff like really, really easy to see. I, I called it a nine surface. I think it's really like a nine and a half on the front. Like you, you really can't see it uh, unless you're really, really looking uh, on the back. I thought it, again, it looked perfect and edges looked very strong. Um, I did, did make a little, a small note for um, uh, on the back bottom edge. I call that one a nine. All the rest look good. So I would call that like maybe a, a nine or a nine and a half on the edges. <laughs> My actual expectation for this is a nine. Uh, about 60% of all of these graded do get a nine. A very small amount actually get a 10. Uh, as a raw card, it's about 210 bucks. As a nine, it's 310. As an eight, it's actually, you know, there's not many eights that sell, but um, it's actually a little bit less than even... Uh, than even the rock card. So an eight would be, would be a loss, but you know, even for a hundred dollars profit, it's going to cost me uh, 30 or 40 bucks to grade this one because I'm not going to be able to get it in at the bulk level. Um, you know, it'll be, it'll be worth it. And I do think that there is a chance, a chance for a 10, probably a really small chance. I, I don't think it's likely. I think that the most likely outcome is a nine and that's my official, official guess. The next card I have is a 1996 Topps Kobe Bryant uh, rookie. Uh, this is card number 138, paper set. Um, I, I bought this card raw. I uh, got a pretty good deal on it, um, at the, even at the time. I think I got it for 50 bucks. Like currently, it's $75, $75 or so. Uh, I had a tough time with this one. Essentially, I thought top, both top to bottom and left to right were about fifty-five, forty-five. So I would call that a nine um, on centering. I, again, I understand that you know often PSA is a little more lenient on that, and it looks very good. Um, you know, to the naked eye, it looks looks very good. Just uh, you know, eye appeal wise, centering uh, on the centering, the border is very clear. You, it's really difficult to see. I mean, I guess if you look really hard, you can see sort of, sort of that top to bottom, but it's nothing. Nothing that really sticks out on first glance. The real issue with this card were uh, both corners and surface. And I say real issues. Not, I don't think they're huge, huge issues, but they're, it's not great either. Um, front top left corner. I'm looking at it now. Pretty, a little softer than I'd expect. Almost a little bit of an indention there on the corner. And, um, and same thing with the back bottom left. So back bottom left is not great either. A few of the other ones look pretty good. Um, or most of the other ones look pretty good, you know, either at a 10 level or just something minor, minor, minor that I called a nine. Uh, but overall, I would give this an eight on corners. So that's like a nine on centering, eight on corners. Um, and then on the surface, I think it's it's kind of tough to tell. Um and I don't want to take it out out again and, you know, have to rewipe it and all that stuff. But there's a small, minor, horizontal scratch. It's not a scratch because it's not taking off any paint or anything like, but just something t really, really tough to see. Uh, but again, holding it really close to my, to my light. I do see it kind of in the bottom third of it on the, on the right side of the image on the front. So pretty pretty minor. Uh, and again, not something that you see just, just by looking at the card, but you know, I had to really hold it up to light. Now on the backside though, there is a little bit of a, I don't know what you'd call it. Maybe it's like a scuff or, or a stain kind of on the top right corner. 
not a stain, um, but just small little dots, like, like, I don't know, like it just wasn't handled very carefully or, you know, maybe someone's fingernail scratched it or something like that. So I think at best, at best, this is an eight on the surface. Uh, and it's probably, there was a, the back top edge doesn't look great either. All, all, right around that same corner where there was, um, where there was some surface issues on the back. So for this one, I thought the, the most likely grade here was an eight at a, if it, if it does get an eight, that's, that's probably not worth it. I'm, I may be thinking twice about, uh, about sending this one in, I guess, from the perspective of, I bought it for 50, I could sell it raw for about 75 right now. Uh, even if I grade it and it gets an eight and an eight sells for about 75, same as raw, then it's really no loss necessarily. But from where I sit today, it, doesn't necessarily make sense to send it in when I can make a profit on, on it as it is. Next one, pretty cheap card. Uh, nothing, nothing fancy here, but one that I, I like. It's the 9697 Fleer Metal Fresh Foundations Allen Iverson. So this is number 236 in the set. I really like this card. Um, to me, when I'm looking at it, it looks, it looks nearly perfect. Surface, edges, corners. Um, everything looks really good. It's it's a little bit tough to tell with the surface because with this design, there's there's a lot of um, horizontal lines that don't you know on first glance don't look like they really should be there. But then you you look at it too, and it goes behind the the photo, so it's got this like background. It's like almost like a, a graffiti background, and there's these minor like horizontal lines kind of going through the card, but it doesn't. It's like not necessarily perfectly horizontal. Um, it also kind of varies in width and it's got a little bit of a, like a jagged edge to it, which is, which, which is in alignment with the car. Like this, that's the way the card is designed. Um, it's just the vertical, the verticalness, like it kind of, kind of really stands out. But the thing that made me feel a little bit better about it is it actually goes behind the image. So it's on the background of the card, the image is on top and that, that vertical line goes behind it. So it's not like, it, it's not like some, you know, something scratched it after the card was printed. Uh, it's just the way the background is. So. However, you know, when I looked this one up, like only 4% of these graded PSA 10. So these, this particular card is very, very hard to get a 10 on. Um, centering to me looked really strong. Corners look really strong. Uh, the only issue I found on the surface is that when I'm talking about the lines, edges looked really strong. Like to me, the untrained, you know, untrained novice, like this looks like a 10, but knowing that only... 4%, four out of every hundred of these that are graded is actually a 10. Um, I think it's probably unlikely. However, I'm going to stick with my guns and say like my expectation is a 10. You know, it's, it's like a $2 card, right? So if it does 10, it's, it's 200 bucks because it's very pretty rare to actually get a 10 in this card. But, um, you know, the more likely result is, you know, a nine or even an eight. An eight would be a loss. Let's call that 10 bucks. A nine is about 20. That would be about a break even. So more than likely I'll break even, but I'm going to, I'm going to just for the purpose of this, I'm going to stick to my guns and say, I'm expecting a 10. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, then I'll get to talk about how, how wrong I was later. Um, all right. The next one is a 2015, 16 court Kings, Devin Booker rookies level two. Now this one I thought was really interesting. There wasn't, there's only 84 of these graded by PSA. So it's actually, you know, I don't want to say it's really rare because it's difficult to tell. There's no serial numbering or anything like that, but, um, there's not that there's not that many that are graded. One thing that really stuck out to me just from looking at it is it's off center left to right. There's the, at the bottom of the card there's a little um 
I, I guess it's like a border, but it's got these kind of diagonal lines on both sides and you can just count them, right? There's five on the right side and six on the left side. And, you know, so I'll call this 40, 40, 60 centering left to right, top to bottom centering looks pretty good. It's kind of, kind of tough to tell cause there's really no, uh, there's no like top border or anything like that. But, um, you know, it looks off center from that perspective. However, of the 84 that are graded by PSA, 75% of them are 10s. So, almost, you know, three out of every four are actually graded as a 10. And I looked at many 10s, and almost all of them have the six to five kind of horizontal, I mean, diagonal line, you know, thing at the bottom or are off center in the same way. Doesn't mean I expect a 10 on this card. But um, corners, corners were also just ever so slightly... I saw a few things, one on the front bottom left, uh, one on the back top right. The back top right is just a tiny bit of whiting, nothing. It's it's also really difficult to tell if it's part of the design or not. It's not. In this case, it's not. Uh, but because of all this, even though 75% of these that are graded are, are 10s, I'm going to call this one a 9. That's my expectation for this. A 9 is 63 bucks. Uh I think I paid 50-ish for it. So that would be a, that would be a loss at a 9, but because because it, you know, of all those that have been submitted, a, a high number of them are 10s uh and a 10 sells for somewhere around 200 bucks. I'm going to go ahead and give this one a shot and you know, we'll see we'll see how that one goes. Next I've got a 2016-17 Select Concourse Silver Brandon Ingram. Uh this one this one I got for only a few dollars. And it looks looks really good for the most part. You know, if it tens, it's about a hundred bucks. Um, if it nines, it's about thirty thirty eight. And two thirds of those, almost all of these are nines or tens that are graded right now. And two thirds of them are tens. On the front centering, everything looks pretty good. It's slightly off uh, left to right, slightly. So I call that fifty five forty five left to right. Nothing major. And there's actually it's kind of helpful because the ball is actually sort of covering uh, the main part that you would look at to really get a good idea for left to right centering. Um, so I don't know if that's helpful or not, but even looking at my little grading tools, about, about 55, 45 on the back though, it's a little bit more noticeable top to bottom. Um, and there's also at the, on the back top edge, a little bit of wear uh, on the, on the back top, uh, back top edge. Now on the front surface, surface wise, there's a tiny, tiny little dimple on the top left, and it's a. Uh, let's see if I can find it again. Yeah, I don't even see it in my penny sleeve, but I, I definitely saw it when I put it underneath the the light. Uh, not a microscope, but you know, at least underneath the light. <laughs> um, and looked at it really closely. On. Um, there's also a little bit of like a little tiny speck in his hair where it looks like the, you know, the card had chipped just a tiny, tiny bit. And again, this is like, you have to search to find it. It's not, it's not something that you're going to pick up and just like notice it right off the bat. Or even if you look at it closely, like I had to get real close to it, look at it in the light, you know, hold it a bunch of different ways and, uh, and notice a little tiny, tiny bit there. So, my official expectation for this one is a nine. Um, it's got a pretty high gen rate, gem rate and it's good return. So again, you know, I think this one's kind of worth a shot, but uh, officially expecting that nine. 
Next, the 2017-18 Bam Adebayo, uh, Prism Fast Break. Uh, this is card number 51 against Fast Break Parallel. Centering, I thought was really good. I called it a 10. Uh, very, very slightly off left to right but on both the front and back, but um, well within the 55-45 range, just not perfect. Um, but again, something that you, you almost have to measure it to actually see it. Corners, excellent, in, in my opinion. You know, we're excellent. Surface, excellent. Edges, excellent. This is one of the few that I think is like, you know, nearly flawless. I, I do expect a 10 on this one. A, a 10, you know, sells for like 60 bucks. So it's not, even this one is not going to be a big return, but it's it's like five bucks raw. So if I do get a 10, great. If I get a nine, you know, maybe I can get 20, 20 bucks from it and, you know, more or less make my grading feedback, but not quite. Uh, but I, you know, again, this one looks to me nearly perfect. The next one, this is the biggest card in my, in my set. And actually I'm a little, got to figure out how to do this because I'm going to have to send this in at a different level, which means a different, you know, different shipping and all that stuff. But 2018-19 Panini Prism, Luka Doncic rookie, green prism parallel. And I talked about this one as one of my favorite cards with Nathaniel. And this one is really interesting, especially on the centering side, because the centering looks really good. And when I measure it, the centering, centering looks really good. However, I know in this set, the 2018 Prism set, a lot of people like to count the dimples on the left and right. And you can, if you look at the dimples and you look at the lines, you see like on the right side, it looks nice and even. There's three dimples between the border and the edge of the card. Three lines, you know, almost evenly spaced. And on the left side, you don't quite get that. However, when you actually use the, the centering tool and you look at the border, it's, it's more of like the print was just a little bit off rather than the centering of the card was a little bit off. So I don't know, maybe that goes into the surface um, rather than the centering because from border to border, it's, it's nearly, uh, it's nearly 50, 50. Uh, but from, you know, counting the, the dimples and stuff, they're just slightly, slightly off on the left side. Um, so yeah, I thought that was, that was interesting. This is a beautiful card though. I, the surface looks amazing to me. Um, Right in the middle of the ball, there's a tiny, tiny speck um, that that you can see if you kind of flash it under the right light. Uh, but other than that, the front uh, and back surface looks really strong. Um, corners. So on the bottom right corner of the back side is a little bit of whiting. And you know, I'm afraid that that's really going to cause it to... to ding the card and it's, it's tough because looking at the front like the front corners are very strong uh the front edges are very strong the back edges are very strong the only real issue is the back right corner with a little bit of whiting i, I called this a nine on centering and a nine on corners and a nine on surface and a 10 on the edges uh so my expectation is a nine this is one of my favorite cards and it's it kind of means a lot to me as far as like me getting back into the hobby so this is one of those where I'm really, really hoping to, to get a, a 10. Most of the time I try to be realistic. In this case, I'm also trying to be realistic, but if this is like the one where I would really, really want a 10 on this one. Uh, it's a huge difference in price <clears throat> from the raw. So the raw is about 300 bucks, nine, 365 or so, which would be, you know, more or less break even since this is going to cost me more to grade. But the 10 uh, is around 900 to you know $1,000, hopefully around playoff time or something like that. If the map starts to turn it around, maybe it'll be a little bit better. But uh, my official guess there is a nine. All right, got three more to go through real quick. One of, one of, I'll just hit the last one 
uh, first because I'm not going to end up sending it. It's a 2019-20 Optic Hollow Darius Garland. My expectation on this one is an eight. Uh, on first, at my first review, I thought it was a nine or maybe even possibly a ten. But the more and more I looked at it, there's a minor issues with the corner. The the optic hollows are really nice, but it's also extremely clear, especially on the border part. You know, the the holographic part to see where there are some issues. There's some surface issues on the top right within that border area, and then a little scratch on the back um, top too. So nothing major, nothing that really sticks out, but definitely enough to make it probably an eight on surface. Um, centering is very strong. Corners, I called a nine. Surface, eight. And edges, the, the front bottom edge has got some, just like a little bit of an off or like, I don't want to say miscut, you know, but just like something is slightly off with the bottom the bottom edge. Also, I'm, I'm going to say it's more than likely an eight rather than a nine. You know, most, most of these actually get tens that are, that are graded, but um, I just think that it's pro- it's almost definitely not going to get a 10 and it's not going to be worth it even if it nines because uh, it's a $30 rock card and a $40 nine. So not sending that one in. Got two others. These are Michael Porter Jr.'s. The first is a uh, 2018-19 Panini Prism Fast Break. Michael Porter Jr. rookie. Uh, centering, very, very strong. Does not have the the issue with the Luca that I was talking about where the uh, the border, like, Measured from border to edge uh, on both sides, left to right is very strong. And then the also the dimples and lines within that space are about evenly spaced as well. Nothing that you see out of place. Top to bottom, I thought was 50-50 on both the front and back. All of the corners look amazing uh, to my to my eye. Um, surface, I called the surface a nine. On the, t- on the front, it's, it's actually really difficult to tell with these fast breaks because there's so much going on in the background. Like it's pretty hard for me to see the surface, but I you know, held it really close to the light under a bunch of different angles, you know, without any uh, penny sleeves or top loaders or anything like that. And uh, on the front, I didn't find any issues. On the back, I found a, a really tiny scratch on the top right, uh, you know, a scratch or fingernail line or what, whatever you want to call it. Like it's not a scratch because the paint's not off, but it is a little horizontal uh, indention minor 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 but um so because of that i called it a nine and a 10 on the edges so i actually i'm going to call this expectation a 10 it's not going to be a big win even if it does um but 60 about two-thirds of these that are graded actually do get a 10 that'd be about 70 bucks on in today's market 20 dollar rock card uh so you know maybe i'll if it tends maybe i'll make a few bucks but nothing you know nothing major there and then finally, a 2018-19 Select uh, Panini Select Premier Level Silver Prism Michael Porter Jr. This is another one. This one, this particular one, I thought was 50-50 all the way around front and back. Uh, the centering was, was like near perfect everywhere. Corners, perfect. Um, the only issue I found with this one is there's a tiny, tiny dimple on the top right just to the right of the word select. So it's like one single solitary surface issue uh, in an otherwise perfect card. I think that's probably going to be enough to make it a nine or possibly even an eight. Um, I I don't know, right? That's that's why I'm doing this to learn. But for for me, that's the only issue with this card. I'll be really interested to see how much gets taken off for that. Uh, My official guess here is a 10 because it, it seems just about perfect to me, except for that tiny dimple. Uh, but it's it's probably pretty likely that it gets an, a nine or 
maybe even likely that it gets less. About three out of five of these grade as a 10. So, you know, maybe there's a good chance that it, it stays a 10. Um, but I don't know. I, that's We'll find out. So anyway, hopefully I'll get these shipped off in the next day or two. And then uh, and we'll find out, you know, once these cards come back, like how, how we did.